Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a thousand homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff is joined on stage by another panel of top agents who are generating listing business at a high level. Justin Ford, Nick Waldner, and Ralph and Holly Pearson share their inspiring backstories, how they started their businesses, and what they've been doing to win with sellers. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Let's jump into our panel. This particular group is a fascinating one because they have skill sets and um, 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 business uh, acumen all over in terms of, you know, from newer to experience, from running a team to being in production. I mean, this is gonna be a real dynamic group. So please do me a favor and join me in welcoming to the stage, Mr. Nick Waldner, Ralph and Holly Pearson, and Justin Ford. Come on up, guys. All right. Justin likes his his travel his family travels well. That's what <laughs> All right. So why don't we start? Um, why don't we start on the end? We'll start with you, Justin. Okay. So I know obviously you've been coming to our events for a while, and you've been a Glover coach now for I guess almost two years. It feels like or yep. a year and a half. And so many of our audience members know you, and many of them have heard your story. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have time to go into the backpack story, but I do think there's value in everyone in this room hearing your real estate story. Absolutely. Right? Because by the way, Justin has a phenomenal life story before real estate, which we'll, we'll handle and we'll get to another time. Yeah. So why don't you start with uh, who you are, you know, where you're from, where you sell real estate. Uh, you know, I know, you know you're local here in Michigan, how long you've been doing it, and then get, get into how you got into the business. Yep. So I'm from the uh, Detroit, Michigan area. I live in Plymouth. Uh, Actually, my office and Jeff's office is less than a mile away from each other. So we're right from the same town. Uh, I've been in real estate, the real estate industry for 16 years, but I've been selling as a real estate agent. It'll be eight years in, actually eight years next month that I've been licensed. Uh, Started off my real estate career actually with Jeff. Uh, Joined Jeff's team back in 2013. And I, I always tell the story, you know, I was, I was getting into real estate, well, I was in the mortgage business for, for a couple of years, and if you were in the mortgage business back, you know, before 05, you were eating good, but if you were in it during 05 and beyond, you went from like here to here overnight. And that's what happened to us. Um, I got into commission sales, and I, I literally, you know, I was an employee for many years. At 22, I experienced commission sales for the first time, and I thought I had arrived and uh, didn't have any real financial background or experience, so me and my wife thought we were living the high life and went out and were careless financially, and, and little did we know that it would end real quick. I say we went from six figures to no figures, literally overnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay, this mortgage thing is obviously not gonna work out. I need to find out what the next step is, so I got into short sales and loan modifications, kind of rolled that way for a little bit, and then the market started to, to get better. And so, you know, I never liked real estate agents, Ever. I never wanted to be a real estate agent. Well, I like real estate agents now. (laughs) But uh, before I became a real estate agent, you know, uh, there was a period of time actually where Jeff and you and I connected. And I knew that what I was doing was kind of coming to an end. And Jeff and I met a few times. And I didn't know Jeff at the time, but I knew that he was doing something right in our local market. 
And so, you know, my mom and my dad and other people always said, man, you'd make a great real estate agent. And the funny story is my mom, well before I was in real estate, used to work for another agent in the same office Jeff was in. And one time she came to me, she's like, man, you remind me of this guy named Jeff Glover and you would do great in real estate. This was way before we ever knew each other. Uh And so, you know, my wife and I, we decided I was going to get my real estate license. We prayed about it and we said, you know, where would be the best place to, to start out in real estate? And I said, in order to be the best, you need to learn from the best. Yeah. I went and interviewed with Jeff back in 2013. And my idea of real estate was selling homes, making a lot of money, again, living that high life. And when I met with Jeff, to my surprise, Jeff said in the interview, he says, well, we do things a little bit different here. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, everybody here on our team has to start out prospecting on the phones, making calls eight to 10 hours a day, calling expireds and for sale by owners for 90 to 120 days minimum. You're not gonna meet with sellers, you're not gonna meet with buyers, you're not gonna actually go out and practice real estate, you're gonna make phone calls. And I said, so what I hear you saying is you're hiring me to be a telemarketer. <laughs> Cause that's what I thought it was. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well I had some experience with you know, phone sales in the past. And we had just had our fourth child, so we're a family of six. And you know, I said, well, well how do I get paid? And he says, well, I can only pay you $1,000 a month draw, and you're gonna have to pay that back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, there's no way in the world I can do that. How can I take care of a family of six on $1,000 a month? So I left that day like a, a dog with his tail between his legs, and I went home very discouraged. I was super excited. When we talked about how do you prepare for a job interview, you get all fired up and excited, you're ready. Well, man, I I left that day like discouraged. Mm -hmm. And so I went home and my mentor at the time, he said, Justin, he said, "Uh, you know, how did it go? I said, well, he wants me to be a telemarketer and he only wants me to pay pay me $1,000 a month and I have to pay it back. It didn't go very well at all. And I said, uh, and he said, well, do you think you could succeed there? I said, yeah, absolutely. He says, but did you ask him for what you want or what you need to make it work? And I said, no, like I'd never understood that concept. And so I I immediately got on my computer that day and I I typed up an email and I said, Jeff, you know, I'm really interested in working with you. I said, but $1,000 is not gonna cut it. I said, how about 2,000? And that's obviously a big stretch because that was double what he was paying everybody else. And Jeff said, you know what, let's, let's meet again. And so I met with Jeff and he said, you know what, I think we can make this work. I'm willing to do the 2000. Now I was still, I, I didn't want to be a telemarketer. So I kind of said, is there any other way that I can kind of do things a little bit different and come in and sell real estate? He's like, no, this is, there's, there's no way around it. This is how everybody starts on our team. And he said, and this is what Jeff said. He says, if you'll trust me and you'll follow my process and you'll do the things that I teach you, you'll be super successful in this business. And so I took a chance and I says, you know what, I'm in. Did a week of training, you know, learning how to prospect, learning scripts, learning dialogues, learning the information about for sale by owners and expireds. And then day one was, okay, here's a desk, here's a phone and here's some leads, go, go get it. And that was it. And I'm excited and I start making calls and 45 minutes into me making calls, I said, this sucks. And this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I, am, I am not a telemarketer, right? And, and I almost quit at that very moment. I was literally about to walk out because it was definitely uncomfortable. I didn't, they're like, nope, nope, nope. And I'm like, I did this five years ago. I'm not doing this. I'm out of here. 
But I looked up at the sales board in Jeff's office where he tracked all of his listings and sales, and you're seeing like 50, 100 listings, 50, 100 pendings, all these big commission checks. And at that time, you know, we were on food stamps. We were struggling financially. I didn't have anything else. So it was like, I'm either going to be successful in this or I don't know what else I'm going to do. And so in that moment, I made a decision and I said, you know what? I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to make this happen. So for 90 days, I went through the ISA program and, and, and really started to see the, the potential and the opportunity uh, that making phone calls presents. The only thing was, is I was handing off the appointment and not going on the appointment. So I was chomping at the bit. Yeah for 90 days to, to, to you know, graduate into that outside uh, agent position. Uh, I remember January of 2014, we went to a real estate conference just like this, and there was a question that was posed in that, uh, in that conference was, how many homes or how many families do you want to serve this year? And I, I, I actually set a pretty high and lofty goal, and my goal for my first year in real estate was to sell 100 homes. And I wrote it down. I wrote it down, 100 homes sold my first year in the business. Come back to Michigan, the, the very next month, Jeff said, okay, you're ready to, to be an outside sales agent. In February of 2014, I took 30 listings. March of uh, 20, uh, 2014, I took uh, 32 listings, pended nine, went on to take uh, 100 listings my first six months. And from my very first closing, for 12 months later, I sold 100 homes. Yep. And uh, you, you received, you know, Rookie of the Year, Top Producer Award. I mean, you... you First one to do that, by the way. <laughs> he, he loves reminding all of our, our JGA who's here. Oh, that was the only one to do, first one to do that. Yep. Um, and I tapped you on the shoulder and said what at some point? Uh, Jeff said, you know, basically, Justin, you've really learned our system and, and you're, you're getting results at a high level. And, you know, I'd love for you to consider leading our, our inside sales team and become the inside sales manager. And so you accepted that opportunity. Absolutely. And what did you learn through that process? You know, I, I learned a lot about the leadership side of things, you know, like you, you, were, you know, were talking about, and uh, Matt was talking about, about being a leader and, and also really being able to, to pour into people and help people. I love motivating people and helping people and, and really meeting people where they are uh, and, and really showing them what's possible, right? Yep. That if they really show up and put in the work and make it happen, that anybody can be successful, right? If you really, really want to be successful. And so having the opportunity, I mean, at that time, you know, I think there was at least 12 or 13, you know, inside sales associates that I was overseeing. And we met every day and I taught them the scripts and I taught them exactly what I was doing. Yep. And a lot of those agents are still with, with you today. And you know what's amazing about what you did? The number one thing you did is you just led by example. Yep, absolutely. Right? You, you got in the pit, per se, with them and yep. made calls with them. All they yep. had to do was walk down the hall and see that you were in your office making your dials every single day. Yep, every day. I mean, it's, the only way you can lead by example is if you're actually doing the things that, that you're teaching. And so, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. I actually yep. you know, loved it. So then at some point in time, you said, you know what, it's time for me to spread my wings. Yep. Like many agents on teams do, they get the itch to go start something of their own. Yep. And tell us about that experience. Yeah, I mean, be, you know, being somebody who's an entrepreneur and, you know, a visionary, you know, Jeff and I, you know, had a lot of conversations. And one thing Jeff would always say is it's very hard to succeed as a high, you know, at a high level as a top producer and also run a company or a team, you know, at a high level. Because if you're doing one, sometimes it's going to take away from the other. And I just, I wanted to go start my own company. You want, and, and your goal was to prove me wrong. 
And, and I never told Jeff that, but I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him that it can be done, right? Right, because it's either you, you're either a high producer or you're running a great company. It's hard to do, to do both, both unless right. you have great people, which takes a, a lot of work. Absolutely, also. yep. And so back in 2016, and this is the one thing, you know, that, that, that I loved about our relationship was, is I was able to come to you. We went out to dinner, mm-hmm. and I told you, you know, I'm, I'm taking this next step. And you supported me, even though you wanted me to stay. Of course. You supported me, and we always knew that our paths would cross again. Yep. And so I went and started my own company thinking that, you know, this is what I really wanted. And about three years in, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I hired a ton of agents, took on a lot of expense. And the, the full four years, and my wife can testify of this, the full four years I had my own company, we never got a paycheck. The full four years. I mean, every dollar went back into the company. So, and your sales were going and back. And my so sales you were, went down. Your, your income went down because oh, yeah. you were taking money that you were making in sales and putting it back in the company. Yep. Forget about your agents. Your, right. your personal income went down. Yep, my personal income went down. Yep. And, and I, there was like this aha moment, you know, in September of, of 2018, and I said, what am I doing Right. You know, I I went from being on a team and succeeding at a high level. And and now I'm not I'm just I'm just going, you know, barely, you know, like just just basically. Yeah, just coasting. And so I said, well, what if I got back into full time production and really gave it my all like I did when I was with Jeff? What would what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And so I made a decision in January of 2019 to come to my first Glover U event over in Battle Creek, Michigan. And if you remember that event, you left and it was like an ice storm and it was a blizzard. It was horrible. We were, still, we were still fairly new to the game here. That's why we do our January event in Florida now, right? Yep. 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 And so I came to that event knowing that I needed something. I needed a spark. I needed something to, to help me really take my, my business to the next level. And just like you, I sat in a three-day event like this. And by day three, I was so fired up and so excited that I knew exactly what I needed personally for me, and it was accountability. Because mm-hmm. I knew what I needed to do, I just didn't have anybody in my corner helping me to get there. <clears throat> yep. And so on day three like this, I literally, I walked to the back of the room, gave Kate my credit card, and I said, sign me up for coaching. Never talked to my wife, because she wasn't at the event. I said, I'll, I'll apologize later, but she's gonna thank me later. That's how determined I was. Signed up, committed to, to 12, uh, 12 months of coaching. And I remember when we got back to, uh, to the office, like about a few weeks later, I get on my first call with Kate, and Kate says, okay, Justin, what is your goal this year? I said, well, I want to do 10 million. She said, okay, great. She says, well, what do you need to do every single day in order to get to 10 million? I said, I need to get back on the phones and prospect 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day, five days a week. Because she said, you know, what is the thing that's going to help you hit your goal? And I knew what it was. Yeah. And she said, just like you guys have heard a lot of people talk about penalty, she said, well, what's going to be your penalty if you don't do it? And I remember Jeff talking about some of the things he had in the past about giving a check away to somebody if, you know, they cashed it if he didn't show up. And I said, okay. I said, here's a copy of my credit card. I gave her my credit card. And I said, I give you permission to charge my card $100 and make a donation to this organization that I would never support in my life, you know, being a Christian, and it goes completely against my convictions, that I give you permission to send $100 to this organization and support that organization. She says, well, I need you in your office, which my office was 30 minutes away at the time. I need you in your office with your headset on, logged into your Vulcan 7 dialer by 8 a.m., and I need you to take a picture and send it to me. No, no, like... There's no, there's no boundary. Like, this is what you're going to do. Like, no excuses. And for that year, 
I went from 5.8 million in 2018 to 15 million in 2019, and she never had to charge my card one time. Yep. That's great. And I remember that was, that was a tough, tough year from a coaching standpoint because I remember several times where Kate would call me and say, hey, you know, here's the situation with Justin. You know, we, I, I need to amp up his accountability. I need to amp up this or I need to work with him on this. And so I know for you personally and professionally, you battled to get to that 15 million. Yeah, I did. And, but I knew, I knew that I could. I knew my potential. I knew that I just needed somebody to hold me accountable. And that accountability literally changed my life. And so that was, that was, you know, in 2019. And last year, taking the same accountability, the same coaching, and now this being a way of life, last year I sold 125 homes and did 31 million in personal volume. And it's literally changed me and my family's life. Yep, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. So... Um, Two things I want to touch on, because I do want to talk about the, your prospecting-based business just for a second. Yep. Um, when you went to that event in Battle Creek, I remember a conversation that we had about you felt like something was missing. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. What I realized was, you know, being with Jeff and being on the team, you know, we, everything that you're learning in these three days, this, was, this is the life beat and the lifeblood of JGA. I mean, this is what we learned every day. Before there was, he was doing this with us every, every day in the office. And so to start my real estate career that way, I still look, I wouldn't be where, where I am today if it wasn't for me deciding to, you know, work with Jeff. And really what he said, if you'll trust me, then you'll be super successful. And I took a chance. And I realized when I wasn't no longer with Jeff and I was out on my own, I didn't have leadership. You know, I, I realized the value of being connected and mentored by someone like Jeff, being connected to a culture like this, being a part of something so much bigger than myself. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I had a lot of ego and pride that, you know, I, I had to go out and prove it and do it myself. But in that event, uh, there was a speaker that had said something about the, the lattice. The lattice, the wealth determiners. Yeah, the wealth determiners. The per can you kind of say how it actually goes about Yeah, them? so basically what the, the it's called the lattice effect. Um, they actually talk about it in a program, Quantum Leap. And yeah. so basically um, you have people that you determine wealth for and people that everyone has people that we determine wealth for. And we have people that determine wealth for us. So the, the concern I had with Justin is he was independent, and quite frankly, this is a concern I have for a lot of independents, or even those with franchise that really don't have a leader in their life, and that is, who are you determining wealth for? Well, if it's not anyone but yourself, the problem is then you don't have anyone that's actually looking out for you, right? right? And that's actually the flaw in a lot of the real estate brokerage model today, right? With capping systems and going to 100% commission, you understand, that their goal in most companies, all companies, okay, their goal is to get agents to two or three million, get the money and then move on. Now, of course, it's more than that, right? They still wanna create a great culture and environment. I mean, they, they're gonna continue to provide and help agents grow, but the reality is, if you don't have someone that's becoming wealthy because of your efforts, then you're missing someone that's going to look out for you. Right. Right, and that's what you were missing. You were missing a leader. Yeah, and I, and I realized that. And I realized in that conference that something was missing and there was just a lot of ahas. Just like there's so many people in here, you've, you've, you've figured out what you're missing and what you need to do when you get back. And I walked up to Jeff and I know you were surprised to see me. Yeah, And I said, pleasantly Jeff, surprised though. Yeah, I'm, and I said, I'm ready. I wanna be plugged back in. I'm ready to do what it takes because I realized what I needed 
to go to the next level in my life. And it was a game changer for me. Yep. So let's fast forward to today. Uh, you're still a prospecting-based agent. Yep. Uh, and I think when people hear prospecting, they think it's just cold calling. Right. So uh, obviously you were qualified because you had the production. You led our ISA team. Yep. You're producing and still prospecting. And now, of course, you're running our prospecting boot camp program. Yep. I want to know, what, when, you, when you hear prospecting, when you talk about prospecting, what, what, what does that mean? Everyone thinks it's cold calling. Right. What does it mean to you? Yeah, and, and, and my introduction to prospecting was, you know, expired and for sale by owners. But now that I've been in the business almost eight years, there's so much more to prospecting or lead generating. And really, I think when it comes to prospecting or lead generating, it's having the skills to be able to communicate with, you know, buyers and sellers. And in this case, sellers, you know, and, and it could be, you know, calling an expired, calling a for sale by owner, door knocking just listed, just sold, or even an incoming lead, right? We talked, we heard some of the systems like home light and some other things. Even if you're getting a lead that's coming to you, you still have to convert it. You still have to have the sale skills to be able to communicate with that person, to be able to set an appointment with them and go out and get the listing. And so prospecting is so much more than just picking up a phone. Matter of fact, uh, there's a, where are you at Rusty? I know she's in here. Okay, Rusty, she's in my prospecting boot camp right now, and she came up to me uh, on day one, and she said, Justin, I've got 10 listings that are ready, getting ready to go up. And she says, but they're not, they're not expired and for sale by owners. It's something else that you've taught in the class that has helped me to go do that. And so prospecting and lead generation is so much more than just cold calling. However, there's no easier way to get a now listing than calling yeah. an expired or for sale by owner. What I just heard in that, and I hope this was a takeaway for you guys, is that there are a lot of agents in the room, and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with this, that say, not interested in working expires and for sale by owners, that's not my cup of tea. Right. But what Justin just said is, it doesn't matter whether you're working expires for sale by owners, your database, uh, online referral sites, reviews, it doesn't matter. The skill of prospecting and lead follow-up is necessary for every single source. Yep. Because even when you get a come list me, you and I, all of you guys know, they're still interviewing, right? It's still competitive. Right. There's still follow-up involved yep. there. And so it's not just all about prospecting aspires and for sale by owners. Right. It's the bigger picture of phone skills and communication skills through text message, email, and so forth, right? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you've been in one of my breakout sessions, which I'll be having one today on prospecting, or you've been in my boot camp, you know, I, I talk about how important it is to be able to have the ability to pick up. I mean, it, who wants more listings? Raise your hand. Everybody right? raise your hand. Right? Come on. <laughs> there is no faster way to get now business. And here's what I tell people. If you're struggling right now with listings, if you're struggling in your real estate business, you don't have enough closings, you don't have enough deals. And some of you guys may want to write this down. The answer is you're not talking to enough people. Yeah. You're just not talking to enough people. Bingo. Because the more people we talk to, the more opportunities that present themselves. And someone had texted me earlier um, when I got here day one, and they just said, you know, Justin, I'm struggling. I really need some business. What should I do? I said, go call expireds and for sale by owners. I mean, just a month ago, I picked up the phone. I made an expired call. The guy said, okay, I'll meet with you today. I go out, meet with him that day, take the listing that day. I'm on the market in four days, and obviously we know how fast listings sell. In less than a week, I got a full price cash offer on the house. Where else can you do that? Where else can you have an opportunity that fast to be able to take a listing? And what I love about you know, the market is, when you call an expirator for sale by owner, they're looking to sell. 
And what are we looking for? Sellers. It's just learning how to overcome the fear or the mindset or the things that are holding you back to be able to be confident enough or to learn the skill of what to say to be able to pick up the phone and, and basically have access to, to make calls. Awesome. Thank you for that. So if you do want to hear more about the skill of prospecting lead generation, Justin's got to break out this afternoon. And if you're one of those that have to leave because you've got a flight, you could also maybe join his program and that'll be a good experience. Yep. All right, Nick, let's move on to you. Nick, you and I have known each other since when? 2010, 11, way, somewhere way in there? Way too long. Yeah, way too, well, hold on now. <laughs> Why would you say that? I, I like you. We're in I public. like you a lot. I, I don't get to see you enough. This is, not only are we here in public, it's being recorded, it's being live streamed, so watch what you say. Right. We gotta get people laughing, we gotta make sure they're having fun. <laughs> All right, fun. good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, will you, Nick? Uh, sure, uh, I am in Maryland, like a bunch of people in, uh, in this group, which is pretty cool. That Maryland represents, man. Yeah, you guys Maryland, come out. Maryland's a great, great state for selling real estate in general, but I've been selling it since 2002, so 18, 19 years. Yep. It's pretty much the only thing I've ever known. Yep, okay. And so uh, I know that you have a very listing-focused business. And now. Now, great. Now we did. Tell us that transition. Yeah, so we were uh, probably 75% buyer transactions because while I look at him with admiration, calling for sale by owners and expires. It wasn't me, no. I, I was terrible You're at the that. nice guy, I mean, you'd go, you'd go well, cry don't go your that pillow. Far. You'd go cry in your pillow if somebody rejected you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what I would do is I would join sports teams. Mm. I'd go play soccer, softball, volleyball, whatever it was, and then I would go to all the other people that are in their 20s and 30s and be like, oh, do you have a house? Do you have a house? Do you have a house? And once I sold everybody on the team a house, I'd move teams, yeah. and, I, and I just kept doing that. And then I thought, well, this is working, so I'm gonna start going to happy hours. And very quickly, I learned that I couldn't read what I was writing at these happy hours, so I stopped drinking at the happy hours. But I went with the purpose of, if I go to this happy hour, I need to walk away with two people that I can help in real estate. Yep. And when I'm in that process, it's all buyers. Yep. I'm finding a lot more buyers than sure. sellers. Yeah. So that's the beginning, that's where I started, that's why we were 75% buyers. But as we started getting into this market, and this is almost a fluke, about uh, a year before COVID, mm -hmm. uh, I said to my team, we've got to change our focus. We've got to make sure we're looking at listings first. Yep. And it is like, you know, moving a, uh, moving a uh, airship carrier. Oh God. It yeah. takes forever to uh -huh. move. Mm -hmm. So by the time we well, started- Well, not only, two, two reasons for that. Number one, because habits and the way you've been performing, but also yourself personally, you had to transform. Yeah. You had to change, right? So yeah. two things had to take place. So as we slowly started to come around and change, all of a sudden COVID hit, and during the 2020 and 2021, what do we all want more of? Mm -hmm. Listings. That's right. So then all of a sudden my team was like, oh, you were, so, you were so smart that you knew that this was coming and we would need to do listings. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, that's not true. But that's what we did. So we dove into it and we made it our focus. And yep. then, uh, you know, we use uh, Sisu, which I see them in the back there, and yeah. we track everything. Yep. And all of a sudden, and we just added them this year, but all of a sudden when you add a scorecard, to the program, everybody starts getting involved. Oh, yeah. Everybody starts paying attention. It gets gamified. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. We, yes. you, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but we have an agreement with Sisu. It, all of our one-on-one -on -one and elite coaching clients get that for free. Oh, because we believe, Great. first of all, I'm, we're I'm over here paying. We're, <laughs> well, <laughs> we can talk at the booth if you want on the break. No, because we, we value 
understanding your ratios, understanding your numbers, un tracking all of your ROI. I mean, you can put a lot of stuff into that system. So oh, we, we had heard of a lot of agents paying, you know, two, three hundred dollars a month or whatever it is for it. And we said, well, how could we somehow incorporate in that, in that into our coaching? And we believe that much in it. Uh, I 100% agree. I mean, it's been a game changer for us because then all of a sudden people are starting to pay attention to their numbers. We're posting them. Yep. You know, we're Boards ranking on. everybody. Yep. And we're ranking people from not uh -huh. just sales, but what's their participation in our sales meetings? What's Bingo. their participation in our education stuff? Yep. You know, where are they showing up? Yep. And then all of a sudden, like, somebody who's newer might be at 98% of attending every training uh -huh. that we put on. But their conversion. And then you start to see their conversion change and somebody else who started at the same time yeah. and was like 55% showing up. Yeah. And the difference in the, that growth, it's, yep. been, it's been incredible to yeah. document all that and yeah. show it all. We've had a participation score on our team for years, so I love that you do that. That's super cool. So you guys just recently completed a listing challenge. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so uh, come, I guess it was May, we decided, I went to the team and said we had never taken more than 18 listings in a month, I think. And I went to the team and said, do you think we can do 30 listings in 30 days? And the team all kind of looked at each other, and we put it in Sisu, and we tracked it every day, and we talked about it every day, and it was our main focus every day. Mm -hmm. And every training was about uh, converting sellers or converting at the listing appointment. Like yep. everything we did was one focus the entire time. Yep. And we ended up with 31 listings in 30 days. And that was this May or June? That was in June, uh, May. That yeah, was that was in May. May. Yep, that's good. Yep. And in that same amount of time, we put 54 properties under contract. That's Love awesome. that, love that. So obviously you use Sisu to help everyone stay engaged yep. and accountability, but what about your sources of listings? Where did your listings come from? If I'm in the audience, I might wanna know, all right, 31 listings in 30 days, where did they find these bad boys? Yeah, so, so that was one of the coolest things about when we started tracking our numbers and looking at where they came from. Every single day when somebody would report, you know, oh, I got a listing appointment, or oh, I had a great listing conversation, or I got a listing agreement signed, we would always ask the question, well, where did that lead come from? Mm -hmm. And then you started to see the light bulbs go out when if she got the same, you know, sphere, 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 it's like, are yep. you doing enough with your sphere? And then it's yep. like, no, I probably should be doing more. Yep. And you start diving into what's working for you. Got it. And then we started looking at, well, when did you first contact that lead? Yep. Well, that was six months ago. Yep. Or that was nine months ago. And I kept good notes in my CRM and I followed up with them. And you know, I sent them eight text messages without a response until they finally responded. Yeah. And in, in that tenacity that all of a sudden you're showing them that, hey, what you did six months ago that you thought was you know, a bad day, I didn't get anything, mm -hmm. turned into a listing. So what are you doing today to make sure six months from now you've got yeah. stuff coming in? And what did you find were like your top two or three sources of those listings? 100% past clients, uh, referral and repeat. So, so we have something called the 555 program and I'm happy to share it with anybody. Let's but hear it. Basically you have uh, three choices when it comes to following up. Who you follow up with, by what frequency and by what intensity. So who you follow up with, yep. frequency and intensity. So we all know the best way to communicate with anybody is face to face, but in reality, that's very hard to do. So the second best way is on the phone. And I know millennials just had a heart palpitation, but the phone works and you can pick it up and call people, it's amazing. But when you do that, you really connect with people. But if I would call, so that's, that's we figured out our who, past clients and, and who we're calling. Yep. 
and anyone who's ever given you a referral as well. So it doesn't matter if they've worked with you or not, if they've ever given you a referral, whether it worked out or not, they're in that list as well. Okay. So you're calling, and if you call every single month, it's pretty intense. Mm -hmm. People are like, God, why is this guy calling me again? And what am I saying? I'm calling and going, hey, how's um, your wife and the kids in the house? Hey, it's me again. How's the house and your wife and your kids? Yep. Hey, um, how are your kids and your wife and your house? Like it just, it's too much. Yep. So we decided it was once a quarter phone call. So we called everybody in our database once yep. a quarter. Yep. And then we needed to vary the intensity level. So the second month, if month one I called somebody, month two, it would be a social media touch. Mm -hmm. So what we would do is a social media touch, much like his reviews where you have to leave a comment, you have to leave a comment and ask a question. So you look, okay, here's my five people for today. I go straight to their social media and I look and say, oh look, you got a, you got a new puppy. So I say, that puppy is really cute. Where did you get it and what kind is it? Yep. And what does everybody in social media do? They like my comment and yep. then they respond and then they feel good. And why do they feel good? The same reason when you take cocaine, dopamine is released in your brain. That's the same drug that you get when, you, when, when you're looking at, how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? You're releasing dopamine in your brain and that's why it's just as addictive as something like cocaine. That's why you do cocaine? <laughs> uh, so, so all of a sudden you realize that by connecting on that level, you're also giving them a really positive hit about you. Yep. And it's a way without, I'm not saying, oh, that's a really cute dog. Do you need any help in real estate? You know, nothing like that. I'm yeah. just staying top of mind. Yep. And then the third month, so now we have first month, second month, on the third month, it's either a handwritten note or a text message. And the text message can be really basic. You know, like, um, hey guys, I was just uh, driving past your house the other day with some new buyers and I thought about you guys. I hope you're doing well. Yep. They don't have to respond. They don't have to, they just see it. Yep. Now, what did I say in that very short message? I'm thinking about you, so I care. Yep. I'm still in real estate. Busy. I know your area. I have buyers if you know anybody looking to sell. I'm a great agent if you have anybody looking to buy. And I did all that in just a text message. But my entire goal for that entire quarter was to just have a place in their mind every sure. single month. And then you do that again, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Yep. And it's five, the reason it's a 555 program is, you know, I, I read something this morning that like if you're training to, to do a marathon, you, the first week you drive a one mile loop at your house and figure out where your one mile is. And then the second week you walk that loop three times, three times in the week, wherever you can. And then the next week you run until you feel a little out of breath and then you start walking again and you do that three times. And it's this slow progression that's so simple. Nobody, if I said, let's run a marathon, half the people in the room or 80% are thinking, no way. Mm -hmm. If I say, can we walk a mile? Everybody can do sure. that. Yep. So you start the habit is more important than actually the activity. So when, when we're doing that, we start with month one, your goal is to contact and have five conversations each day, Monday through Friday. Yep. And when you do that, that's your five. Yep. So if January one, I call 25 people and you were the five that answered, that's who I'm gonna now, on February 1st, that's who I'm gonna touch social media style. Yep. On March 1st, that's who I'm gonna send a text message or a handwritten note to. So all of a sudden, when, when we're talking about lead generation and we all agree up here and, and in the audience that you should be lead generating from eight till noon every single day, and most of us don't do that, 
So five calls, what's the average conversation length? Five minutes. I'm asking you to do 25 minutes a day, five days a week for the first month. And then you do social media touch, two minutes a touch. Now we're at 35 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Then by the third month where you've started to really flex that muscle, you add in the text message. Okay, great, another two minutes a message. We're at 45 minutes total and every single person in your database gets reminded of your existence every single month. Love that, that's, that's a great strategy. Really good strategy. All right, let's shift gears. Holly, Ralph, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and actually, before I have you introduce yourself, Taylor, I, uh, if you're listening, can you have the uh, summit image ready before lunch? Before lunch. Um, so, if you wouldn't mind, share with us a little bit about yourselves, uh, where you're from, how long you've been in the business, and uh, we'll we'll hear about your story in real estate. Sure. Uh, we're from Nashville, Tennessee, Murfreesboro area, just south of Nashville. Uh, I personally have been in real estate just four years uh, last month, actually, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I've been in, I've been licensed less than three. So four years, three years. Got it. And so um, talk to us a little bit about your real estate journey, because one of the reasons why we asked you to come on stage, because we invite people up here for various reasons. Number one, we like working with productive people, there's no doubt. But also, you guys have a pretty inspiring story. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your real estate journey going back to the time we met or even before that. Sure. Okay, so Ralph and I previously, our jobs were we were vendors. I was a vendor manager and he was a vendor. That's how we met. Um, Ralph worked for Coca-Cola and I worked for Frito-Lay. And, you know, at the time combined, we were making a maximum $100,000 a year. Yep. Um, and we thought we were, I mean, really flying high. Like, that was it. Yep. We were You've paying arrived. our bills. Yeah, we yeah. could go on vacation and still be okay. To be honest, we didn't come from a whole lot of money, and so $100,000 a year was, we were made, we yeah. made yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. right? That's right, yeah. So that, that's our background. You know, then we, um, after we got married, we purchased a house together. Our real estate agent at the time, we now know, did a horrible job. Was well, not very good at all. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. Follow up, you know, all of the things. We look back and say, wow, we just liked him as a person, but he was awful as yeah. a realtor. But sure. Anyways. <laughs> Plenty of those out there. Yeah. So our realtor at the time looked at Ralph and was like, I think that you would do an awesome job in real estate. Mm -hmm. and, and we kind of just shrugged it off like, but we're doing this and we're, we're doing amazing. Yeah. Um, we had our fourth child and uh, Ralph decided, you know what, um, I think I'll, I'll take the class, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, unlike a, a lot of uh, panelists up here, I had no desire or to ever get into real estate. I'd never had any interest in it. I was at Coca-Cola for uh, 18 years, and that's where I was going to end. Uh, so when I had the suggestion from him to get into real estate, I explored that option and uh, was motivated by the amount of money that I thought I could make to provide a better life for my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got, I got my license. Uh, went, I was working. Uh, a dual career job. Uh, so I was working 16 to 18 hours a day. What were your hours? Uh, I, went to, I went to sleep somewhere between 10 and 11, got up between two and three. So I was working eight, eight or nine hours a day at Coca-Cola and then coming home working eight or nine hours in my real estate business, taking appointments when I could. And if I had appointments during my Coca-Cola hours, I was already previously booked. I'm sorry, that time doesn't work for me. I can't get to you at 1.30, I can't get to you at 2.30, things yep. of that nature. Yep. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of long hours. Uh, 
So anybody that's working a dual career job or doing this part-time, so to speak, there's an opportunity. You just have to get focused and, uh, and keep your head down and do the work. So um, let's take it not necessarily to today. So you, you were working for Coke, you're selling real estate, and you are active in the business as well. Yep. So right. tell us how that transitioned. So uh, Ralph, you left your position at Coca-Cola in January of 2018. 2018, correct? yeah. yeah. And we, had we met yet then? No. No, no, okay. no. I had some encouragement from the agents in our office because I had sold five homes in six months and you know, everybody's like, you're killing it. And I'm thinking, it's five homes. Yeah. Uh, my, my goals were much bigger than five homes. Not to, you know, not to discredit selling five homes is amazing mm -hmm. if that's all you're wanting to sell or, or selling at this time. But I had bigger goals. So I did quit my job 20 of 18, January 2018 uh, and sold 23 homes my first year. I, too, won Rookie of the Year in my office. <laughs> so, so uh, and uh, it, it just, it, it really just continued to grow. I, I got busy, and everybody's telling me I need, I need an assistant, and no better assistant to have than the one that knows you like the back of their hand, right? Mm -hmm. So I talked Holly into getting her license uh, in October 2018, and... Uh, we didn't, we actually didn't learn about Jeff until, uh, I think it was March or April of 2019. Okay. Uh, How did you learn about us? Or you come, you come to uh, Nashville, Green Hills area, and you've done uh, how to have a listing-based business. Yep. A little half day. Yep. So we were totally inspired by that. We signed up for the summit 2019 right on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And that was in, uh, did you guys come to Battle Creek? No, no, we No, came. it was Orlando. the retreat. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, the retreat here. Oh, the retreat up here. Yeah, I'm Got sorry. It. it wasn't yeah. a summit. It was the retreat two years ago. Yeah. So two years ago, we were sitting in the crowd and doing the same thing that you guys are doing, getting inspired, getting encouraged, and putting some things in place, knowing what we had to, to really put in place when we got back. And so you went back, you got to work, and then what happened? <laughs> we hired Kate <laughs> and Taylor, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we hired both. So, so you did the elite, the, you did yes. the, the two-coach thing. Yeah, yeah, we did. And what, what, what changed or what happened there? So I think previously we were just scratching for anything. And we knew, like, okay, we had to get him out of Coke. Because right before the retreat, I had left my position at Frito-Lay, but he kept trying to get me to quit, and I wouldn't because I held our insurance, right? Mm. Well, I held our insurance. I held our insurance, and it's a for-sure paycheck. And so... I went away on our, my last business trip for Frito-Lay, and I come back, and he said, well, I'm back at Coke now. Didn't tell me. Did not discuss this with me. I'm back at Coke now. I did my drug test, my background check, and my application I'm already hired on, and you need to quit. Because it's what I needed to do. I have lupus, and my job was very physical, and it's 4 a.m., you know, same, yep. similar hours. So not where we needed to be for our kids, for our family, for my health. So my husband, being a very selfless person, said, you need to quit. I'm back at Coke. Didn't discuss it with me, but we've moved yep. past that. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so we hired Kate and Taylor, knew we needed to get him out of Coke because that wasn't where he needed to be, but we were just scratching for everything, and it was that shiny object syndrome yep. that we were, well, this person's doing this, but this person's doing this. So Kate and Taylor helped us figure out, well, this is the vision to get out of Coke. What action steps do we need to take to get there? Mm -hmm. Because they said, well, what's your source of the business? At the time, we were like, 
Huh? I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, and we had to we had to do that work because we didn't think we even had time to figure that out. We just had to grab for the next opportunity. Yep. But it we realize the benefits now. What was your conversion rates? What was your sources of business and things like that? Taking that time to do the homework because that's where we were going to invest yep. our time and money that we had. It was a huge investment for us. I remember we went to the table and I saw it in my husband's eyes. It was like kid in the candy store. That's what he wanted to do. And we came down to the table and I'm freaking out. I'm like, that's our mortgage payment. <laughs> like that's our mortgage for coaching. Our, like it didn't make sense to me at the time, but it changed our lives. Like there's no way we would have been able to put the things in place. Cause I remember talking to Kate and I think she got stern, more stern every time she said it. Cause he would be like, well, it's okay. Cause I can always go back to Coke. When I quit, I can always go back. And she would get more stern every time and finally was like, stop saying that because you're not gonna be all in if you continue to have that safety net or that backup plan, plan B. Bingo, yep. We're in the boats, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. did you go back to Coke? Well, I did. So in order for her to quit, I went this, back. You were at well, Coke so, during COVID. Oh, you were at yeah. Coke at the yeah. time. So yeah. I was at Coke at the time. So when, ho when Holly quit her job, it was because I went back to Coke. I couldn't get her to leave. Uh, so uh, we, we put the things in place that we learned from Taylor and Kate, and we, we committed to do the work. And I was doing the work at, with 18, you know, 16, 18 hours a day. Uh, my morning schedule, it... it, it caused a hard ship for me to prospect and do the things that I needed to do between eight and 12 or eight and 11, whatever your prospecting time is. So my prospecting time and was two o'clock in the afternoon to six. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes six to 8.30, it just depend on. Yep, I remember that. We had a conversation. Yeah, just when I could get it done. And so fast forward to today. I'm out of Coke. Yeah. He actually left in March of this year was his last day, and, and it was a little overdue because he kept pushing this goal, this financial goal of what we needed to have in the bank to feel secure enough to leave. Yep. But, uh, you know, there's so many times that we look at each other because two years ago, like, the unreal life was getting him out of coke and not waking up at 2 a.m., yes. right? And yeah. Is it amazing know, how it changes over time? Yeah, it's, it's, it's evolving because... Yeah. What we made combined before, right now where we're at, it's over three times that. Yep. And we're only halfway through the year is, is what closed and under contract. Yep. And it's funny because you have to step back and be like, this was our unreal life two years ago. Mm -hmm. Unreal, where we didn't even think it was possible, sure. right? Yeah. It was just get you out of coke. Yep. And now we're here and we're like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yep. I love that. It, so. it changes. Like you, said, like you said Monday, where we were two years ago, is different from where we are here, yep. but our unreal life two years ago is different than what it is now and different than what it will be in two years or four years or 10 years. Absolutely. So where are you at now? You quit Coke, so quit Coke. you must be doing pretty well. Where yeah. are you guys at so far this year? We, we, had, we had a goal to do 44 transactions this year. Uh, <laughs> talking to Kate and our goal is now 60. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll put our volume at about 17 to 20 million, depending on sell, you know, what our transactions are. But two years ago, we were making, we were, we were doing $5.2 million. Yeah. Why, why did you raise your goal? Where are you at so far this year? Between closed and under contract, we have 13.7 million or 39 transactions. 39 transactions, 13.7 million, that's all.
I love that. Yeah. And so now you're here and Kate bumps into you and says, hey, what the heck? You guys are already to your goal, basically. So we need to increase it. Yeah. yeah. That makes you yeah. uncomfortable? Well, she told us that in March. When yes, we were she, at 18, she, she yeah. said, yeah. no, 44 is, and we're like, we're only in March, and we're yeah. only at 18. Yeah. But yeah. She, she knew in March, you, you guys way that, played it safe this year. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so cool. we stretched our goal. Anything that you can share with our audience if they're on, you know, in a position, because the reality is a lot of people go through different things in life. Mm -hmm. If they're in a position, not necessarily similar, but they're at a point to where yeah, it's just not, you know, not something I can afford right now. I would love to. It's just not in the cards. What would your advice be to them? You need a coach or mentor of some sort. I, I mean, um, if it's not something you can have, maybe take the boot camps or the masteries or, or something. Just to get to involved. To keep yeah. you on track. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to know what you're doing. Because like I said, we were just scratching for anything yeah. just to get you involved and get, the, get your mindset right. right. Yeah, if you can't afford the one-on-one the -on -one coaching, I'm... Uh, personally taking Justin's boot camp right now and uh, the things that he says up here he, he preaches in his boot camp if you are not doing the business you want you're not talking to enough people yep. he, he says it I mean almost daily in the boot camp yep. um, it's, but yeah you have to have a coach and I would really challenge you if you know when it comes to the the value amount can you afford not to have a coach really I mean of some sort well, I think you guys are, are walking proof. So <laughs> let's hear it for everybody up here. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.